Cold Stove Podcast. Welcome back. Long time no talk. We just don't really have a lot to talk about other than playoffs. There's nothing really speculative going on right now. That's the offseason where NRD and I make our money. Myself, Brett Merriman, host of the Cold Stove Podcast. In front of me from Parts Unknown, NRD, NHL Rumors Daily. How are you doing, my man? I am uh, happy to be back, like you said. It's not our not our time of year, right? But we're coming back in the offseason. We leave this time of year to the pros, the X's and O's guys, if you will. Just not an X's and O's guy. I mean, we're going to sit here today and talk about what went on in round one, what's going to happen in round two, and everything else. But everybody knows the offseason's our time to shine. Exactly. Joining us today, NRD, special guest in the building, to my right, Washed Media's own Texas Stars super fan, Dallas Stars super fan. Dave Ruff, Dave, how are we doing? I'm ready to be the guy who talks X's and O's. That's really? why you guys brought me in, because they, you guys know that I'll break it down for you. Dave, you don't necessarily have a history uh, playing ice hockey, but you do, uh, you do have a, a history playing some kind of hockey. Can you, can you explain? Oh, <laughs> uh, tonsil hockey? Is that what you're referring to? No, I, I like that, though. Roller hockey is what I was getting at. Yeah, so I am a, uh, I'm a 90s kid, and so uh, the Dallas Stars moved from Minnesota – 92, 93, and uh, that was like, what, seven, eight years old, and they got me into hockey. Yeah. And I started playing, played roller hockey, did the travel team thing, played a little bit like a club, a dick around club team in college. Um, so, yeah. Was that at Redbird Skateland? That's where I grew up playing roller hockey. That's interesting you know that. Oh, Dave, I, I got, we go way back, you know. You've done your homework on me. Uh, your favorite Dallas star from the 90s was? Ooh, the boring picks, Mike Madonna. I'm going to go Darian Hatcher. That's a good pick. That's a good pick, NRD. I, I get on uh, Dave and, and intern Callie here. They uh, they like to wear Dallas Stars stuff. Callie specifically has a 99 Dallas Stars Stanley Cup final hat, which if you it's remember fresh. correctly, the, the false uh, Stanley Cup victory that they beat the Sabres where he was in the crease. So uh, just stolen. It was stolen. It was, yeah, hmm. stolen valor, perhaps. I, I'd put that label on it. Myself. I think it's been litigated. It's okay. Uh, well, I'll pro bono it. We can, we can, uh, I'll, I'll file an appeal. Sneaky shout out, Brett Hull. Uh, yeah. That sneaky kind of shout surprised, out. Kind of surprised there wasn't a Basil McRae drop uh, for the Dallas Stars. Was he in Minnesota? Did he make the move to Dallas? Was he playing there? Oh, I don't, that's a name I don't know. I don't think so. I, I mean, if we're going to go deep cuts, I mean, I was thinking maybe Shane Sherla. Okay. Thank yeah. You. Okay, we can go real deep with it, like Teppo Newman and deep, if you want. I like that. You know, if you the the answer, like the cool answer, is like mm -hmm. Joe Newendike. Newendike's a great Sergey Zuboff. See now, Sergey Zuboff is that? I think that's a fair stars answer. The only thing is, obviously, he's was a big part of the '94 Rangers Cup team, but I mean, he's retired as a Dallas Star, so I think you gotta consider him. Yeah. Also, chain rip Sigs. Apparently. Really? Yeah, the dude is just a power smoker. I, that makes sense. He is a like. So he's a Soviet Union-born hockey player, right? I think so. Yeah, like he he yeah. doesn't represent Russia. He represents the Soviet Union. Mm -hmm. um, we were going through this team the other day, uh, NRD, the 99, excuse me, 98, 99 uh, Dallas Stars. You're you're rocking with Madonna and Hall, Newendike, Yuri Letnin, Zuby, Pat Verbeek, Jamie Langenbrunner, mm. a 23-year-old spry Jamie Langenbrunner. New York Devil, uh, New Jersey Devils. Legend. New Jersey Devils, great. He Carbono was on that team. I mean, that's that's a squad. That's a Mike Keane. Mike Keane. You can't talk about that cup team without talking Mike Keane, man. And you can't talk about it without uh, – how about Eddie Belfour and Roman Turek? The Eagle. 
Yeah. Better the Eagle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dave's been out in Dallas a couple of times, right? You've seen some players hitting, you know, hitting bars here and there. I know Madonna makes his way around. Marty Turco, perhaps. Turco gets out there. Um, Madonna in the in the late 90s was a weapon in uh in Dallas. Him and uh Brett Hole had a bar, a restaurant bar, sports bar, Holly and Moe's. Uh yeah, it was a good time. Good a time. good a good era of Dallas sports. It continues to be a good era of Dallas sports, Dave, because you are in the uh NRD is officially called the second round. We we're we're ditched the Eastern Conference semifinals, and now it's just the second round, correct? Yeah, because there's no reseeding anymore, so it's really not. Con- I would maybe the divisional finals. Do you I want guess to call you it could that? Put it the divi- yeah, like that's it would make sense. That's how it is. The divisional round, like they do in the NFL, but yeah, I guess you'd call it the Western Conference second round. The Western Conference second round. The Eastern Conference second round. Your stars are in, Dave. The Dallas Stars going up against the Seattle Kraken. Uh, one more game in American Airlines Center tonight before they go to the crack house. What do you think of the series so far, Dave? And, and what do you what do you uh, what do you like moving forward? Um, I was a little disappointed by how we came out. It reminded me of round one when we came out sluggish in that game one at home, lost that game in overtime. Also, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, we rallied back. Um, it just looked. It looked like they weren't anticipating how the Kraken played, and they were fairly evenly matched in the regular season. Um, you don't like seeing your uh, your goaltender, who you like to think is you know a top five goaltender in the league, uh, give up goals. Some of those goals give up a lot of rebounds. Some um, big ones. Yeah, I think you got about ninety seconds there, two minutes, whatever it was, when you had a like a brain fart basically, and that was your game. Even though they rallied back to force OT, but. Yeah, it was interesting. I'd like to see more out of the Jason Robertsons of the team, and not have a your thirty eight year old do all of your scoring. Yeah, you'd like to see you like to see Pavs back. We'll say that Joe Pavelski back after being uh, concussed in round one on a hit by uh, Matt Dumba, who kind of took him out pretty pretty hard. He's back uh, scoring four goals. One of the best tippers I've ever seen. Yeah, and that's. People who aren't that familiar with hockey, that's like amazing to them. And it still amazes me, like watching like his pregame routine, just practicing that. And and some of those were really, really cool. They, uh, they are. He's just he's a fantastic hockey player. I felt I felt really bad. I was like, man, we just wasted a like an all-time like comeback story, all-time game from a dude in his late 30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, couldn't get the dub, but we'll be back. Yeah, do you, you take do you take solace in the fact that Edmonton the very next night, wasted a four-goal performance. Dude, yes. Like, what? That's insane to me. Yeah, I guess there's a, tr- there's a trend here. Four, yeah, back-to-back four-goal performances in the playoffs. Pavs, Leon, German engineering, Dreisaitl, both four goals, both lost the game. So Yeah, it, it's it, the sports writers have really taken to the, like, stars, or excuse me, Kraken five, Pavelski four, uh, Knights five, Dreisaitl four. I think that was, I saw that headline about 300 times in the last two nights. Be original, sports writers. Everybody's real original out there. NRD, what do you see from this series right now? Kraken, Stars, uh, Kraken upset the Avalanche, obviously, in round one. Stars take care of the Wild in round one. Good series all around. Round one was one of, my, one of my favorite round ones of all time. And both those series were really good. I mean, we're sitting here talking about the fact that the defending champs, the best regular season team in NHL history, and the first NHL quote-unquote super team, the New York Rangers, having Kane Tarasenko all gone in the first round right mm-hmm. so 
I, I think with respect to this Dallas Seattle series, I agree that I think there was a little bit of an underestimating of how the Kraken play hockey. I think that teams thought after going deep against the Avalanche into seven, they're going to come out a little wounded. They're not the most skilled team on paper. Dave Haxtall, their coach, isn't a coach that's always known to coach up to the strengths of his team. He kind of just lets them go out there and play. That was the downfall of him when he was coach of Philadelphia Flyers as well. And I think we're seeing the side effect of a Kraken team that is underskilled, undersized, doesn't have the it factor, just grinding and mucking their way across the NHL playoffs, where honestly, the only time you can do that in the sport of hockey is the NHL playoffs. And that's grind and muck your way through these series games. They're doing it. I mean, to a T. And that's why we don't see Boston in the second round. That's why we don't yeah. see New York in the second round. Because when you all you have to do is get in. And then and then you can grind. Then it's all zero zero. You grind and muck your way to a four three or four two series win. So Dave, you you asked me this on the uh, the Too Much Dip podcast, of which you are the founder and and co-host of. You asked me which player on the Kraken am I going to hate by the end of this series? I think I gave you an answer of like Matty Beniers, just because he's not on your team. Uh, after night one, who was your answer of who do I hate on the Kraken? Um, I do hate Beniers. Yep. Uh, Eberly. Yep. He's up there. Yanni Gord is a good Gord one. scored the OT goal, so he's like a logical. Um, sure. But, I mean, through what, they're not the most physical team, or at least they weren't in game one. So mm -hmm. it's like it was very easy to identify that person in round one, right? Yeah. Um, or those people. Ryan, They've already got Ryan Reeves, the Wild do, and then you had the Dumba hit. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it, it, it hard to say is a good way to put it. But, yeah, those three names right there, they are on my list. Just my boy Mike, who's uh, involved with the Seattle Kraken. I won't, I won't trash them too hard. I'm excited to see the rest of the series, though. It's, it's, uh, it's a fun one. It's got enough offense to make it fun. I think uh, Dallas will find its touch scoring-wise. I think Ottinger bounces back tonight. Not all the goals his fault, NRD. I guess you can speak more to that. A couple tips his way, but uh, it wasn't, wasn't his sharpest night. No, but... Like everything he's put out there performance wise, not even just on paper, but what we've seen from him in the first round, these top goalies, we saw it last year. Remember with Igor Shesterkin came out there in the first round against Pittsburgh played elite because we know he's an elite goalie, then had a couple of stinkers and then they got back on, you know, on the Schneid and ended up winning that series. So I, I think it's similar here where you can't look at what Jake Ottinger did again in game six against Minnesota to clinch that series and not say he'll be fine. Right. Like the Kraken came out. Some of these series in game one, they're chess matches, right? Each team filling each other out. And then other series, game one is just run and gun. And now we're going to settle down. We took your best shot. We gave you ours. Now we're going to settle down and play this a little bit more strategic. So I think for Jake Ottinger, you're not concerned whatsoever because he's going to bounce back because he's an elite goaltender. I, I don't think it's questionable that he's a top five goalie in the league. I'd say he's in the top three. Let me ask you this, NRD. Has Max Domi played himself into an extension? Or, or at least an upgrade from where he was uh, two years ago when we were wondering if he's an NHL hockey player? I He's been playing unbelievable for that team. He has been the, I guess you want to call it the Tomas Vanek award recipient of like traded at the deadline every year. He's just that plug and play guy that you take him from one location, put him in another spot. This year it's Dallas from Chicago and just steps up and he has been so good. He was good to begin this year in Chicago, too, to be quite honest with you. Oh, I mean, he was on that line with Patty Kane, and they put up a lot of points. That's why Dallas went out and got him. Obviously, we know they wanted Patrick Kane at the deadline at one point. When that didn't look likely, they kept in touch with Chicago and got Max Domi. Yeah, I think he's deserved an extension. I think you keep the way that Stars team plays. When they're at their best, 
they are a fast team. They're not, I wouldn't say like J-Rob is a really skilled player. I'd say they set the play up to have Pavelski in front, tip in, get deflections. And Domi is that perfect player that can go in four check on a line with a Jason Robinson who's not going in the corner. The, but and, and, the, and, and he shouldn't. That's not his job. Exactly. So when you put a guy like Max Domi in that lineup who doesn't mind getting under the skin of the other team and forechecking hard and doing that, I think he's a perfect player for the Dallas Stars. I think he's a perfect player for a lot of teams in this league. So if you're a contender, which the Stars are, and they're going to be contender regardless of what happens in this series, their window's squarely open, yeah, you keep him. I totally agree with you. I mean, you need that I mean, third third line playoff guy. He is mm-hmm. Yanni Gord. He is uh, uh, Arturi Lekkinen, like these guys that just win you playoff games. Yep. Because a lot of the times, w- lines one and two and four go up against their respective counterparts and ends up sort of offense even, you know, a, a thing here, a thing there, uh, a bounce here, a bounce there. And the third line is what wins you a game or a series. And that's what I could see Match Domi doing in this one and then cashing in. Like so many of of Tampa's guys have done before. Like you look, look across For the years. league, the Barkley Goodrows and Yanni Gords, and everybody's making a gajillion dollars now because they have a couple of good playoff series. As a Carter Verhage, Verhage, exactly. he's the all time leading goal scorer in the playoffs. The now. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Dave, you like Match Domi's game? I do, I do. Um, he was a nice pickup, as you guys just stated, and uh, yeah, he's he's been a noticeable. Bright spot in the playoffs. Um, who'd we give up? Gurionov? Uh that was for wasn't that for Dodonov? That, that was for Dodonov. Who am yeah. I thinking of? Okay. I uh for Domi, you gave up uh Anton Kudobin. Okay. And a second round pick. Okay. Um no, he's been great. And I was I was curious. I always uh want to ask, I wanted to ask you, because you are not uh, as close to it as I am. Who is that guy on the stars team that you would hate if you were Oh, like who? If I'm if I am playing against the stars, if you're watching, Sabres stars, who do I hate? Yeah, yeah. Because I my in my head it's Marchment. Yeah, I, I think I'd say Marchment. I'm looking at their their lineup right now. It's probably it's it's Marchment. It's uh, I Rupe Hints. I mean, he's he's making eight point four million dollars next year, and that's going to be a a steal for them. Like there's there's a scenario where Rupe. Is a is an eleven million dollar player, and you have him locked up at eight four for a long, long time, and and I would hate just playing against him because he's so good. Kiviranta, mm. he's kind of sloppy, spark plug kind of player, uh, and then you watch Pavelski score goals like that shouldn't be going in at all, and that's probably a, a good answer as well. NRD, who who's your pick? Those were all forwards you mentioned. I don't think are your answers are? are wrong, right? That's your opinion. Mm-hmm. Mira Heiskanen. It, the yeah. way he skates with the puck, like he he is such a good he's so underrated as a defenseman because he's not the type of D man that's gonna go put up 90 points every year and win the you know the Norris trophy, which is kind of a lame excuse for a trophy at this point, the way they give it out. <laughs> he's just he's so gifted with the puck on his stick, though. I, I feel like whenever he gets the play, whenever he's involved in the play, you're breaking out of your zone. It's always it's always net positive. You're going out from your own goal line into the neutral zone. And that's a guy that like teams hate to play against because you kind of get you can you can beat up the forwards in one facet of the, uh, the ice and get through the neutral zone, but when you get to the stars' defensive zone, you kind of just get shut down when he's on the ice, and I think that is a pain in the ass to play against. Totally agree. A fun return for uh, Big Rig, Jamie Oleksiak to the American Airlines Center. He's been noticeable. Yeah, that dude, that cup run with him was so fun. A couple of years in the bubble. Oh um, yeah. 
The original Big Rig, as he's known in Dallas. That's correct. The original Big Rig and Northeastern Husky, Dave. Is that right? That's absolutely right. Okay. Uh, you, you mentioned Dallas, the American Airlines Center, a good downtown area, a couple shops around there, a couple bars around there selling merch all over the place. We are absolutely humming here on Shopify at Washed Media. You should know what it means when you hear Shopify's little cha-chain sound. That means you, you, got more, you got more business coming your way. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify. And the moment another business dream becomes a reality, Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. Whether you're selling jerseys or, or uh, other merch or posters or sticks or, or shin guards, you name it, Shopify simplifies online selling and in person so you can focus on successfully growing your business. That shirt you're wearing right now, Dave, the shirt I'm wearing, the shirt NRD's wearing, per perhaps the hat NRD's wearing. And your hat, actually. I too am wearing a hat. All on Shopify. All of it. Because we we literally build our our merch platform on there. Yeah, I don't know where this company would be without Shopify. At Washed Media, we use Shopify daily to cover every channel from an in-person point of sale system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, and it even lets you sell across social media marketplaces such as TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, it's packed with industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, and they give you complete control of your business and your brand without having to learn any new skills, design, or code. So easy a caveman can do it, Dave. So easy I can do it. That's absolutely right. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash stove, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash stove to take your business to the next level today. Again, shopify.com slash stove. The other series that was on last night in the West, Dave, that's Vegas and Edmonton. Oof. You familiar with these guys? I am, yeah. The fight in Connor McDavid's? Oh, yeah. Leon Dry settled a four-goal game last night, uh, but the fight in Jack Eichel's take it 5-4. What do you, what, your, your, your first, I guess, impressions, Dave, as a, uh, as a Dallas guy, heart, you know, in your heart, but you, you, you enjoy good hockey. Yeah, I think um, this is a fun series. I have to uh, pull my put my hand up. I did go to bed fairly mm, okay. early because I was up late the night before. Sure. That's probably not what you're looking for from no, me, but okay. I'm, I'm going to be transparent with you. I like the honesty. NRD, what are you seeing from nine goals in game one? Vegas is a good team. I think the winner of this series is going to have a damn good shot at winning the Stanley Cup. And that's not a slight to the Dallas Stars, right? Like, I'm not – I want to – I know you guys – I know where you guys are. I'm not saying that. But this series is really, really good. McDavid's playing on another level. And then when you have Leon Dreisaitl who can – score four goals a game when McDavid isn't scoring four goals a game. That's pretty hard to play against. I don't know. I just, I don't see it from, I don't know if Vegas is going to get it done. I know they won game one. I know they were able to keep up. I know they had the firepower to run with the horses, but I don't know if Vegas is going to be able to withstand. I mean, Connor McDavid's playing at another level. If the Edmonton Oilers can continue to get great goaltending from Stuart Skinner and a stick doesn't break like it did in game seven against LA, then I think that the Edmonton Oilers are going to take this series. And I don't know if it's going to go that long. It might be over in five or six. I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised. I mean, that that game last night was as, you know, you show that game, a Chamber of Commerce game, if you will. You show that game to a casual hockey fan. Um, and, and like Scott Van Pelt mentioned, he goes, that's that's hockey. Like, that's that's fun to watch when it's 3-3, and then it's 5-3 all of a sudden, then it's 5-4, and it's like, boom, boom, boom. And you showcase Connor McDavid. And like the one thing that hockey's got to figure out one scheduling and two Connor McDavid, they just have a marketing, like they can't, 
they don't get it. It's like, oh, let's do TikToks, let's do let's do uh, uh, the Roblox thing. Showcase your absolute studs. Like Bleacher does a good job on social of doing it. Um, I like the TNT panel does a good job of doing it. But like hockey itself, it's almost like get out of your own way and just just do the stuff that works. I agree with you. I think the the flip side is Connor McDavid's kind of a loser. <laughs> like, I mean, he's boring. Yeah, that's, yeah, he's boring. He's he's the Mike Trout of the NHL, and that like wow, I love one of that. the greatest of a generation, but just has zero personality. Mm-hmm. So I think you know, and I don't want to take him away from the good people of Edmonton, but I think the start is to get him out of Edmonton if that's, they don't win a cup. That's what I was thinking. How much of this is geographic? A, a, a ton of it. Yeah. I mean, not only does he play in the West, and Edmonton games are at you know ten Eastern half the time. It's not a market where people are watching a lot. Right. Especially Americans. Just DJ Bean. Just just DJ Bean. <laughs> Noted oil man. I mean, you put Connor in, I don't know, Toronto perhaps, NRD? Maybe New York? In Toronto, in New York, Chicago, and LA. Get him in a place where he can be courtside at a Lakers game or a Knicks game, sitting next to Aaron Rodgers yeah. and... uh Sauce Gardner, you like that one? I know, I know. As a Buffalo Bill fan, you love that one. Did you see how Sauce Gardner does not know who Jessica Alba is? Did you see it today? Now they very much know who the two of them are. He turned up the Riz. Now we're calling him a oh, Riz Gardner. Oh, did he? I like Twitter, it. Yeah, I like how people on Twitter are just now realizing that uh, Jessica Alba pretty hot, pretty good looking. Yeah, I mean, it's like the number the number one uh, actress of two thousand four, probably right. Not a great Takes actress. You know, not her, not the best, not not a not a thespian, not going to win many awards, but in my heart, she's number one. In uh, I believe- has some hockey. Ha- hey, has some hockey ties. She was in the uh, critically acclaimed 2009, I think, Mike Myers vehicle, the Love Guru. Really, if you remember that one? She oh, was. Oh so. my god, is she? She got some hockey experience. <laughs> is is Good Luck Chuck the one with Dane Cook? yeah she's in where yeah it's just sad that sounds right i'm just gonna yeah it sounds right dane cook jessica alba dan fogler yes okay that is where i fell in love with jessica alba and like minka kelly shortly thereafter two similar actresses very similar yeah um speak i i don't even know how we got there but uh i guess we're talking we're talking uh oilers Golden Knights? I just I was just, derailed my we're, we're guys and we're talking sports and we're talking chicks, man. Look at us. <laughs> Look at us. NRD, anything else on this series? Uh predictions. I mean, where do where do you think this one goes? You mentioned Edmonton perhaps in five or six. Do you do you really mean that? I really mean that. I I, I don't like <laughs> Vegas has had so much success since they joined the NHL, right? Like six years or five years four playoff appearances or six they've they've only missed once i don't know i can't do the math for you they've only missed once in their tenure in the league i i don't know why this year i didn't see the wheels falling off last year when they missed the playoffs i, I kind of see the wheels falling off at any moment now yeah and i don't know if that's i don't know if that's mark stone's health like he played in game one but i don't know if you saw they were going after his back all night oh, i mean dude, cross absolutely. checks to the back little little elbow shots like if he falls apart in his health, does that demoralize that team or, you know, knock on what I listen, you don't root for injuries, but some, somebody other than him goes down. Like I, I just, I'm waiting for the shoe to drop in Vegas that I think like ends them because they're like, they're flying high, but they're kind of just, I feel like they're teeter tottering on the ledge right now. And I think one, one play, one bad puck luck bounce, one injury, one something derails that season for them. 
I could see that. I could absolutely see that. But then you have a guy like a Teddy Bluger playing himself into a, a contract this summer. Like it, it's fun to watch them and say this team, this team is good, and and when they're healthy, they can play with anybody. But like Edmonton, it's just can you hang with them every night? It's one thing to get one, but if Brassois lets two in, good luck coming back because they're going to score six, and you got to score seven. Right, like it's one of those things you're gonna get three or four on them every night because they just play the wide open game. That's what they do. But can you get five or six every night? I don't think so. I'm gonna say Edmonton in six. NRD. Let's go out east to the uh, the series that's probably the most under the radar, just because these two teams sort of play a similar style, just fast, analytically sound hockey, and that is Carolina and New Jersey. NRD, your initial thoughts on uh, where those two teams are at right now? If game one is any sort of tell for how the series is going to go, New Jersey is not going to have a fun time running after and playing that kamikaze style of we're just going to skate right at your face. Um, Carolina is not the team that the New York Rangers were. Not the New, not the team that the New York Rangers are, right? Because I think most people agree they're better on paper than what they showed in that series. But Carolina is more structural, uh, geez, more structural, more defensively sound, however you want to call it, however you want to say it. Carolina's is that type of brick wall that I mentioned before. New Jersey is going to run up against it as fast as they can. Maybe they knock it down. Maybe they don't. Game one, like I said, if that's any tell, they're not going to be able to knock it down. And I think it comes down to goaltending for Carolina, right? Like if they can stay healthy, if Freddie Anderson can continue to play, I don't know if they're going to have a healthy rotation of him and Anthony Ranta in that series. New Jersey, I think they pulled Schmid, right, in the first period? After oh, yeah. First period. Yeah, like I, I think that's a desperation move from Lindy Ruff. I think you go with the guy who got you here. Like he played fantastic against that Rangers team in a seven-game series after game three when he joined the fray. To pull the plug on him so quickly the minute you face a little adversity for the first time in a couple of weeks, I don't love that move. And it tells me that one team is playing scared and not with house money. And the other team in Carolina is like – We've been here before. We've been let down so many times. We know what it takes. Now's our chance to go and grab it. Yeah, interesting move there. I, I think it's one of those things where is that correct me if I'm wrong. That's kind of the first time they got really blitzed outside of game one and two uh, against the Rangers when they looked like they were world beaters. Yeah, they got game six. The Rangers pulled away at the end, though. I think that was a lot of stupid shit going on, in like the final six, seven minutes of that sure. third period. Um, really one and two is where the Rangers came out and just beat the doors off in New Jersey. And then since then, New Jersey looked great. They, they looked like a team that can outgun you, but more so just out, outrun you. There you go. There's a, there's a run poet. And you didn't even know they can that? outgun you, but they can outrun you. They're a great team and they're fast as hell. You watch them play Jack Hughes, Nico, Ishe, Timo Meyer, when he's not getting murdered at the blue line by Jacob uh, Truba. I mean, absolutely <laughs> blasted. Murdered. Yeah, that was blasted. bad. I mean, it was clean. Like it was clean, and I don't know if you want to get into it. Like, did, what is Truba supposed to do if you're going to crouch and duck down? I mean, Scott, out of all places for that to happen in New Jersey, Scott Stevens made a Hall of Fame career out of just catching guys with their heads down and yeah. burying them into the ice. So, reminded me a lot of that Paul Korea hit. Remember off the floor? Oh, uh, totally. The board. Yeah, and it, yeah. it was it was he like he saw him coming. His head was was down, but not in wasn't like super vulnerable. I guess I mean it was just head on. And he had the wherewithal to not, you know, whiplash his or into the ice kind of thing. So is it dirty? No. 
is it a hit that should be in the game? Probably not. I don't know how you litigate that one. You know what I mean? It's like, well, if it's clean, but it shouldn't be here. What do you? How do you? How do you get there? I, I compare it as to, a lawyer. How do you? Uh, well, I look at how um, PK Subban and all the uh, the intermission report guys talked about the Pavelski hit, mm -hmm. uh, the Dumba hit on Pavelski. That obviously he did hit his head on the ice, and I feel like everything they said, which was a lot of that's just playoff hockey. I feel like that applied to the hit that we just saw yeah because I, I think they're they're completely different and um i thought the bavelski one was pretty dirty as did most people in dallas and i feel like that was the consensus outside of i don't know maybe uh nhl alum but yeah the pavelski one felt like he was he was gunning for him where the truba one was like i'm gonna hit you but the circumstances were like your momentum my shoulder your your head led to a perhaps a harder hit than was intended. Yeah. Also, Pavelski did not have the puck. Like, the puck was like gone. Yeah. Well puck gone. Was gone. Puck was gone for a good three minutes. <laughs> <felt like. laughs> yeah. So I don't know how you get that hit out of the game. Um, I don't know if you even have to, or if it's like, I, I don't you know. You shouldn't have to. And the quite, quite honestly, you can't, yeah, you can't you, get that hit. Like it's the same thing you talk about in football all the time, right? Like remove, like sometimes there's just a bang, bang play and it's sure. going to happen. Yeah. And you just hope that, you know, you protect the players as best as they can. You, improve the technology you're there with the concussion spotter you make sure the player you know is in good shape mm -hmm. but there's nothing you can really do to avoid it unless you're saying okay we're going to play in limited contact now yeah you can't hit in the open ice you can only hit up against the boards right and kept and elbow was in elbow was down yeah. it was all shoulder it was like, like textbook technique like, yeah the technique was perfect as clean of a gigantic hit as you can and i think you know if his glove doesn't come flipping off and go 15 feet in the air maybe it's <laughs> It's a little different if it's not a yard sale. I don't know. But happy he's back and, and playing already. So uh, put a mask on, Timo Meyer, and, and uh, stay out of the middle, I guess. Which yeah. I think in the 2000s, those hits were happening so often that people just stopped doing that. That's what, like, like now in the last 10 years, it's fun. It's, it's, you can go over the middle again because people aren't trying to blow your doors off. And then they do. And then all of a sudden, the troop is like, well, I, I still remember 2007. Boom. Everybody watched how short Eric Lindros' career highlights tape was, and mm -hmm. they said, no longer. No longer. Uh, I'll say Devils get one or two. I think Carolina is finally sort of experienced enough in this in this spot. It, can they score? Probably because the Devils are going to give them enough opportunity, given how much of a track meet they play. Just a bad matchup for the Devils, I think, and Carolina advances. I think it's the I only agree. quick series we get. Really? Yeah, Carolina five. Carolina and five, the gentleman's sweep. Let's mm. go to the last series on our board. That is the fighting two best American-born hockey players in the game right now. I only say that because Tage is going to be the best one next year. So don't come out. No, oh, that's it starts next year. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's uh, no. Tage takes yeah. the the place of uh, of both of the next year. He's the number one American-born player. Do you think he was just showing us what he's capable? We weren't ready for Tage. I think this year is what really happened. I can't. I, I don't think Tage was not. I don't think it was Tage not being ready for the postseason. I think Tage was like, "You guys aren't ready for postseason, Tage Thompson." I I th I think, like being a hundred percent honest with you, I was not ready for Tage to take the step that he did this year after taking the step that he did last year, and I'm I'm completely frightened about where my expectations are for the for next year. Like I, yeah, like is he a sixty goal scorer. Yeah, or are you it, back on earth? One hundred percent. Tage is like uh, an one hundred and ten point player. As are the Buffalo Sabers as a team next year. Like that, that NRD. I am so fucking far in the clouds right now with the Sabers team. 
and and hearing Kevin Adams speak on like radio about their postseason and, and offseason kind of situation, my I am I am so ready to get so hurt next year. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I am. Well, you ready got a goalie. To absolutely devastating season where they like regress somehow. I cannot wait for that pain. But right now, I mean, it is sunshine and fucking rainbows like you read about. Anyway, Dave, Maple Leafs, Florida Panthers, mm-hmm. Toronto and Miami, two, uh, two, two of the best hockey markets there is, you know? Yeah. Big, uh, big. I used to, I used to wear a John Van Beesbrook uh, jersey. Sure. Around. Uh, didn't age well, it turns out. But I uh, always loved the logo. Um, yeah, I think uh, hockey, I've noticed uh, something that hockey guys love talking about momentum. And I don't know where you you shake out on the great momentum debate on whether that's a real thing in sports or not. But it's this is a gr- interesting well, it's just series. Force form. divided by acceleration that equals momentum. I mean, yes, there is a formula. Right. But, you know, you look at a team who just did, you know, knocked off the best regular season team of all time, right? And yeah. you're rolling in. Can you continue that? Quote momentum. If you believe that, um, I think this is a seven game series. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. NRD, your thoughts on Maple Leafs, Panthers? I like the seven game prediction. I'll ride with it. Um, I think this ends in seven. Honestly, I couldn't tell you who wins it because I think both teams are really evenly matched. You talked about the two best American born players in the game right now, in Matthew Kachuk and Austin Matthews going head to head. Like. Is it the Leafs' year because they got out of the first round? Yeah. But Florida, and I am one of those momentum guys, full disclosure. Like, I I think that for a team like – and this goes a little bit into why I think Florida beat Boston, but Boston really – they've been playing on autopilot since November, December. Like, they've kind of been locked in and just going through the mode. Like, I don't think Boston, like, was down in a third period in a game that they, like, were actually competing in since, like, November. So when you have a team like Florida who was really – quite honestly, dog shit, not even my words, Matthew Kachuk's words, dog shit, till like late January, they finally learned how to play hockey just like a month out of the playoffs. And I think they're peaking at the right time. So I don't know if it's necessarily momentum for me from the last series. It's just overall momentum since March, April, where they had to fight their asses off to get into the postseason, finally figuring out as a play, how to play as one cohesive unit. Paul Maurice being a weirdo that he is, um, and I still don't think he's a great coach. I still think he's mediocre at best, but the team kind of gelling and meshing on all cylinders, I think is what's carrying them. I don't want to do it to the good people of Toronto because I've disparaged your name enough on this podcast <laughs> and on my Twitter feed. I know I'm sorry. Um, but maybe, you know, after 19 years, they finally got over the first hump. And then after another 25, maybe they'll get to a conference final. So Oof. I, as much as I started this by saying, I don't think I'm going to be able to make a prediction. Give me Florida and seven. I'll take Toronto and seven. I think uh, firepower is, is there. And I, I, I really want, an Oilers Maple Leafs Stanley Cup final. I think that would be awesome. Uh, I I really want a like a, a Hurricanes Maple Leafs Stars Oilers semifinal. I mean that that is where I'm I'm hoping for at this point. But give me Ryan Lomberg on the Brett Merriman uh, start your own team team because that dude is the best eight hundred thousand dollar player that's ever lived. I love the way that kid plays absolutely love the way that kid plays he's got jam he's got speed he's got like a fuck you mentality he'll chirp and then he has like way better skills than his salary and and line should suggest it's just like how do you not how do you not have two or three of him on your team at any given time 
played himself into more money. But what I do want to do is I, I, one day we're going to take this Brett Merriman all-star team. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if there's some sort of like, you know, baseball, like baseball guys, they have that like simulator on their computer. They could just play like any time, all-time yeah. teams versus another. Mm-hmm. We're going to find a way to just put the Brett Merriman all-star squad into an 82-game season and see how they fare. Let's see how we do. We, I think you can do that. I, I know all the analytic guys have like roster builders and stuff like that. We could probably do yeah. like a war thing with that. Uh, yeah. Two more points on Florida. One, how about the rebirth of March Stahl? He's getting eaten minutes down there in Florida. And it's like, oh, you were terrible for New York. And then you go to Florida and then uh, some sunshine and margaritas helps you out a little bit. And then lastly, oh, by the way, we have a $10 million goaltender who turns out still pretty dang good, NRD, and Sergei Bobrovsky. Sergei Bobrovsky, not only did he beat the greatest regular season team of all time, he also beat the second greatest regular season team of all time just four or five years ago in Columbus when they swept Tampa. That was the the famous tweet, the, you know, we don't have any words. <laughs> we don't know what to tell you yeah. kind of deal. Um, so, yeah, Bob's looking like the first $10.5 million goalie in the NHL. He's playing like it right now. On your point on Mark Stahl and Eric Stahl, I mean, it's been a it's been an up-and-down year, I'd say, for them too, um, both on and off the ice mm-hmm. with some of the things that they've said and done. But They have some, uh, they have some takes, Dave. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I need to look into this. Yeah, they're not. They, I, I, I bet they, they might have moved Bud Light out of their fridge. Oh, if, okay, but did they take it out back and blow it up with Tannerite? In Florida, anything can happen. You're right. Florida. Florida. Say, yeah. Yeah. You're it's right. fair game. Very likely. Um, anything else, Dave or NRD, on that series before we uh, before we bounce to our last topic of the day? No, I just I, I, I can see a world where Florida does it again. Me too. Me too. Toronto's good. Toronto's good. I love watching the the games that are in Toronto just because of the buzz that place has. That has to be such a fun atmosphere right now. And if that game, if that goes to seven, oh boy, that's going to be a fun game seven in Toronto. Lastly, NRD, maybe maybe some, not necessarily breaking news, but some uh, keep an eye out, if you will, some eyes emoji action from Cold Stove Podcast. Let's talk about the Arizona Coyotes, question mark, yeah. and, and perhaps... Uh, their potential whereabouts in the years to come. What do you know right now about what that situation in Tempe looks like? Doesn't look great. I really think it's 50-50 between building the Arizona Coyotes Arena or a city dump, which ironically. Yep. <laughs> take, your, take your pick. Cor- corporate wants to corporate wants you to find the difference between these two uh pictures. <laughs> ah, um like it's 50-50. I think there's some desperation setting in for the organization when you have coaches and front office members canvassing door-to-door for a referendum. Oh, man. Yeah. Not a great sign when, like, Howler the Coyote mascot has to knock on your door with balloons and be like, <laughs> remember to get out to vote on uh, whenever the hell it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so that doesn't look good. I got a kick at it. And I don't know if you two saw this. There was the Gary Bettman at a press conference with the CEO of the Arizona Coyotes. And it was to take place. I forgot where the press conference was going to be. And then all of a sudden there was like the press conference had to be shut down and moved because there was an act of vandalism oh, at the site. And it was like really bad. And it turns out somebody just, I think it was like in a, in a parking lot for like a raising cans or something. Somebody just spray painted like vote no in the parking lot. No so that way. was the act of vandalism, but they had to move the uh, press conference to a different site. Um, they thought it was at the Four Seasons. It was at Four Seasons Landscaping is where they had their uh, nice. press conference. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that I think desperation is setting in for the Arizona Coyotes. The vote's not going to pass. And if that's the case, I, I think there's a better chance than not that they're in Houston 
maybe in six months if, if the Toyota Center is going to be able to do it. I And if there's anywhere that can, it's it's Toyota and it's Tillman Fertitta and the Houston, you know, old bags of bones that throw cash around like it's it's Sour Patch Kids. Like they that that is as turnkey of an environment as there is. I'm still holding out hope for Austin. We just don't have a rink. We have the we have the billionaires. We don't have the rink. And if we did, I'd I'd say I'd probably try to be all over the beat. But we just don't have a rink. Yeah. It's well, too bad. What did, Kevin Costner, right? If you build it, they will come. Well, that's what he said that one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to so Costner. We'll, we'll just hit up some hardware store. There you go. That's going to do it for uh, for Cold Stove Podcast this week. We'll be back after round two to wrap things up there and preview round three or whatever you want to call it, the conference finals finally. Uh, good stuff today, boys. Dave, thanks for hopping on. Where can the folks Shout find Dave. you? Thank you. Thank you. Um, at, uh, geez, Circling Back Podcast, Too Much Dip Podcast, at TC Ruff on the Instagram. If you're doing that, at D Carter Ruff on Twitter. Um, let me just say this. My official statement on a potential team in Houston would love it yeah. as a Stars fan. The Dallas-Houston thing, it would be, it would work. I've been checking the pulse, my my group text, my Houston buddies. They're in on it. Houston has one thing going for them, and it's the Astros. If this happens, this will be good. Agreed. Absolutely agree. Let's bring back the arrows. Bring them back. Probably a cool color scheme, too. Probably. Probably. Uh, that's going to do it for us. Like I said, I am Brett Merriman at Schmerriman on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Cold Stove Pod, uh, at Cold Stove Pod on Twitter and Instagram. That's NRD at NHL Rumors Daily on Twitter. He's not going anywhere, right? Well, that, you know, I kind of feel like a hypocrite because I've said I'm not going anywhere and then I haven't tweeted in like three weeks. But, you know, it's this time <laughs> of year. We will ramp it back up again when the offseason kicks in. And, you know, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll do a live. Maybe maybe NRD will have his camera on for the live. Maybe maybe it's time to uh, maybe it's time to change things up, right? Mm. Don't want to ever be stagnant in this world. This so. dude is about to the veil is coming off potentially. I won't I won't tease anything, but it's a better better chance than not. Better Let's chance than one. not. How about Love that? that? NRD, Dave, thank you for hopping on thank Cold you. Stove Podcast. We'll see you guys soon. Bye bye.